When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fabulous fifth quarter is here on a Thursday. We got football tonight. What a weekend. And what a, what a day. We got what's popping for the end of the hour. We'll get you previewed for uh, the big games tonight. Baseball coming to its uh, conclusion. Four more days of Major League Baseball's regular season. Big wins last night for the Astros and Rangers, to say the least. And they're in good spots now. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. becomes the first ever 40 70 player. Every time he stoles a base or hits a home run, he's already doing, he's adding to a record he's owned since he went past 46 stolen bases. If you think about how tremendous he's been this year. The previous record was 40 home runs and 46 steals. Uh, now it's 40-70 with uh, the 25-year-old MVP. Somebody mentioned we were talking about MVP in the National League. I said, no, it, it's Ronald Acuna by a mile. But at the same time, it, he, somebody said, what about Matt Olson, his teammate? Because Matt Olson, the first baseman there, remember they lost Freddie Freeman um, into that whole situation, the free agency? And all of a sudden, they, they trade for Matt Olson, who, who's only hit 53 home runs this year and driven in 134 runs uh, in the middle of that. I mean, they are ridiculous. Think about this. You, you're, I used to play the only video games I would play growing up were baseball games. I just loved them. Then I got a little bit into the football. But look at this. Matt Olson, 53 home runs. Ronald Acuna, 41. Austin Riley, 37. Marcelo Ozuna, 37. Ozzy Albies, 33. I mean, it's like, it's like a video game. Try, try pitching around that in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. They got 303 home runs as a team. This is like even more than the video game. When I was a kid, we would play like our house and our next-door neighbors. There was, the driveways kind of were parallel, and there were long driveways, so we had this strip of grass in between. So And we had there were two trees lined on the other side, so it created this perfect tennis ball baseball field. <laughs> so the pitching mound went right down the grass strip. And there was enough distance between the houses, and then we'd hit over the over the street, and we we would play like full seasons of tennis ball baseball. Like <laughs> I mean, we would be you get teams of three or four, like two on a team, and man, we would pitch to each other. It was it was crazy fun, and we'd keep stats like that, and you'd end up oh man, fifty three home runs. That's what the Braves are this year. Stupid good, uh, Astros and Rangers. Rangers closing in on a division title, their first playoff trip since twenty sixteen. I would also say that uh, the big trade in the NBA, the blockbuster that went down, Dame Lillard talked earlier to Keenan Womack of OrangeBloods.com, who came in and gave his thoughts. Uh, all three teams, I think, made out pretty darn well in that deal. None better than the Bucks, who now have Dame Lillard to pair with Giannis Attentacumpo. We're also going to hear some Texas shot to chatter coming up in house this morning. Nick Shuley and Mark Higgins from the Clark Field Creative, part of that NIL space, are you know, longtime marketing geniuses. You like that geniuses? We've, we've been upgraded. Maybe Mark. I've given you a promotion. <laughs> and uh, also say this happy birthday to Nick Shuley, who's in here this morning early after his birthday night. So thank you for doing that after your dinner with your friends. And you didn't you didn't have to get up early, but I appreciate you doing it while Rod still does daddy duty. No, happy to happy to do it. And it's your mother's birthday today. So your mom, think about this, the math here. Your mom had you like as she was about to celebrate a birthday. Yep. Yeah, my uh, she said it was so I'd have my own birthday. My dad claims it was because she was sick of the labor. So, <laughs> yeah. but happy birthday, so mom! Yours happy is birthday, Darlene! Hers is today, Darlene. I'm sure yeah. she's listening. Yeah, she's not. She's not. <laughs> well, will your, how old is your mother today? If you're allowed to say that, are you going to get in trouble for that? That's a, that's a great question. I 
Uh, actually, I'm not going to estimate because I don't want to over Oof. overestimate. Yeah. If you don't know, don't answer. So, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like how much does your wife weigh? Don't know, don't know. Yeah. If you don't know, what size is she? If you don't know, don't answer. It's she's be my, perfect. My, is what she is. She's yeah. perfect. She's she is the best. Like she's the best. All right. Well, what will your mom do on her birthday today? Do you have uh, any ideas? I think I think we're going to take her out to dinner tonight. So we'll like see. Four p.m. Yeah, they they like to go she's early. Oh, so. eggs. No, it's true. Coming over the top. There. It is true. My parents love to eat early, so we'll we'll probably we'll you can find us at a restaurant at about four thirty. Every time I do dinner with them, I always find myself a little bit hungry around you know eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's the, yeah. I I will hand up. I'm fifty now. We we tend to get dinner out of the way and get home. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, on a Friday, it's we'll healthier hang. that way. It's it's way easier to get a reservation places. I love it because I'm like, where do you guys want to go? We can go anywhere. It's 4 p.m. <laughs> 4 p.m. They're just opening. Uh, you got the whole place to yourself. Still serving lunch at that time? Yeah, it's more of a brunch. <laughs> well, we do that. Like if we go downtown or we go out into Buda or down into Hay, Travis uh, Hay City Store or whatever, it's much easier to get a table. And we usually just sit at the bar because it's just two people and you know. I uh, don't have to get a reservation at all. Uh, there's something genius to it. I'm not going to lie. Every time I'm there and I, we just walk straight in, get seated, you know, get great service. I'm like, well, and you're you, home maybe and guys, in bed early. Yeah, you guys are on to something. Watching games. And I'd also say that uh, the, uh, I don't know, this food seems to be better early. I don't know. There's something good. It's really, you know, you get, get the, the dinner out of the way. People are great. Everybody's in a good mood. Nobody's been there the since. Servers aren't totally servers jaded aren't yet. Worn out. Yeah, the, the the kitchen's not super busy, so they can concentrate on very much on your dish. Yeah, man. Uh, there's and, something and something there. Those those folks at Luby's had it planned out a long time ago with the Luann platter. Man, get in early, get the Luann special, and uh, get on out. Hey, uh, this is good morning, guys. Wanted to see try out the new text number and see if you've heard Rod's newborn baby's name. Keep up the great work. We will certainly do that. Yeah, new text line is four four seven. Three seven seven six, just a couple numbers off from the previous. But uh, Rod's new baby, I do know the name, but I am, I am not sharing it. Very proud. Could be mad at me. I'm going to let him share his baby's name. I did reveal earlier that the middle name is Grace. Um, so he will, and uh, you know, he sent me a nice picture, and because uh, you know, the go wife we wanted to see. Give me a picture. I, I need to see a picture. I need to see a baby picture. So he sent that. Uh, but you, you were know. the guy that asked for the picture. Yeah. Well, I said, wife, he wants to see a picture. Oh, I was fine. I was like, see a picture. and I'm kind of like from the Seinfeld episode. Man, it's a baby. Got to see the baby. Got to see the baby. What was it? Curb your enthusiasm when they're like, we want to tour the house. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Turn to some rooms, bathrooms. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Exactly. I'm the same way. You guys want to tour the house? No, I kind of, I kind of get the general gist of yeah, what's happening around here. Decorated somewhere. Looks yeah. nice. Looks nice. And of course, the homeowner gets offended. I have a Larry David story. We have time. Oh, we have oh. time right now. Larry David, uh, Mark Higgins. We were having a fun conversation <laughs> earlier about uh, most famous people on your phone. You did work with Lance Armstrong closely for 21 years, so you got to meet a lot of people as his manager. Uh, and you got a call from Jerry Seinfeld that you didn't answer while you were watching the TV show Seinfeld, a rerun. Uh, tell me your Larry David story because well, he and Jerry Seinfeld co-created that show. Before he does, let me let me preface this. Higgs Higgs knows more famous people than anyone you've ever met. He is the least name drop person you'll ever meet, but he'll just drop it casually in a conversation because to him it's not a big deal, but to you you're like, what, you know the president or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. so I'll let you get back to your story. I just didn't want people to think it, by any means you were a name dropper because you're not. I was fortunate as a plus one or a plus two, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> to go to Ben Stiller's 30th birthday party. And it was at a bar, a restaurant. I went there, and it was me, Lance's ex-girlfriend or ex-fiance, and Laura Dern. And Laura Dern, we walk in, and she grabs my hand, and she says, do not leave my side. I hate these parties. I hate them all. And I'm like, okay. So we're sitting there just you know, having small talk. And Larry David walks up to talk to Laura Dern. And he's wearing, just like he does in the Curb Your Enthusiasm, he's got the blazer and the simple shoes and the khakis <laughs> That's and everything. That's real. He literally, That's not pulled, a bit. literally pulled a piece of Bazooka Joe bubblegum out of his blazer 
and starts eating it. And I'm like, are we being filmed? Like, is this is this part of the show? Bazooka Joe. And I don't know if you remember the actress Rebecca De Mornay. Of course. She came over and she had been a little overserved, and she comes up to Larry and she says, "I want to be on Curb Your Enthusiasm." And like the tour, he goes, "Yeah, that's not going to happen." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "What?" He's like, "Nah, it's not going to happen." And I was like, "Maybe we are in the show right now." <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, that is so funny, Rebecca De Mornay. What the hand that rocks the cradle? That was oh, wow. a. Remember she? That was a. That's a risky a, business. Risky. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, every. Kid my age was yes, had a well big aware. crush on her. <laughs> uh, her and uh, with Phoebe Cates, Rebecca oh, De yeah. Mornay and Phoebe Cates are quite famous in, in that that age bracket. Uh, all right, so there's Mark Higgins. That's a good story. And where this was in L.A. L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Stiller's bird. He's a little short guy. He's a lot of the guys out there are short. <laughs> Most people with talent. I've, I've realized Nick Shuley's not ears. the tallest guy in the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not my talent. It's clearly why I, you know, obviously I have no talent because I have no talent I'm and I'm short, so I don't know what I got. <laughs> all, all, my, <laughs> all my talents are hidden. I'm still looking for them. Exactly. Not really. That's not true. But uh, great stuff. So yeah, curb your enthusiasm. That's amazing. Uh, and you know, I, I think you know Mark Honig. Yep. Voice of the late Travis Cavaliers, former colleague of mine. If you ever hang out with Mark for any extended amount of time, and maybe he's grown up because he's got a girl dad of four, of four now, but I don't think so. He is Larry David. He <laughs> like he just he, he has no filter. He has no awareness of, of what he should say and when he shouldn't say it. It's unbelievable. It really yeah, is. being a board op for Mark Honig is a uh, it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. But you get him in a public setting. He is he's super funny and he's witty, but he's just he'll just. He's one of those guys. You're like, did you just say that? Push the line. Like, did you just say that right now? <laughs> like, right now, you just said that. Oh. Having no filter though does, or like, not is that considered having no filter? Well, not no awareness, situational awareness. awareness. We call that. You can right? have no filter and have really good social awareness though, like Larry David. Well, what, that's, what, that's, why, that's why Curb is so good. That's why I mean, it's just the the awkward moments that are created by actions right and that and you're just like Ooh, like cringeworthy and they're very real though they're, they're things that we've real. all you can tell the writers are phenomenal because it's things they've actually experienced well and and you know if you you know heard from larry david and, and jerry seinfeld and the creation of the original seinfeld it's all authentic that's how that that's how he is like i've always said you could make a show on honing because he's you know he, he this he used to be our promotions director at the Zone back in the day. Like he was in charge of promotions, and they would they became known as Mark Honig Productions because there was something would be not good. Like something would go <laughs> like like uh, it seems like a good idea. It's the tagline. <laughs> We're not good. Yeah, yeah him, and Bu- him and Bucky in the booth together. I'm, I'm sure that the well, conversations they have off air. Well, I'll are, tell are I'll tell this, and I will not use names. One of them, he came up with this idea. He wanted to do this this. It was summer. He was the promotions. We wanted to do a Zone calendar. So send your listeners send us a picture of your pretty girlfriend or your wife in a bathing suit, and we're gonna make we're gonna do, you know, website splashes and things. And well, we weren't getting a lot, and the promotion had a sponsor, and I just remember him going out and uh, he sent some interns to go take, and they come across this 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 female at a gas station who's like leaving Barton Springs or whatever, and she's in a bathing suit, so they snap her picture, her, her approval, the whole bit, put it up on our website. Turns out to be the underage daughter of one of our larger clients. <laughs> Oh, is that why you don't work with him anymore? <laughs> he didn't do that job. He went into sales. We don't do those kind of promotional deals. Because you know, for Mark, that seemed like hey, we're just going to go out near Barton Springs. We'll we'll see some pretty girls. We'll snap it. They don't know that they weren't sent to us. We'll just put them up. What are the odds? What are the odds? The underage part is killer. That's yeah. like a sign. It's a job killer. And then our, our our boss today was still our boss then, Lise Hudson back then, and she. Mark, she loved that. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> guess who I just got a call from? Oh man. <laughs> Oh man, that's uh, that's good, good stuff right there. 
okay, so uh, Nick and uh, Mark are here. Higgs is here. We're talking all things uh, marketing, NIL. I do think the NIL space is really cool and uh, helping these young guys. I've, I've advocated for it now to hear that it is uh, is benefiting in the ways I didn't even think about. I think is a really cool thing. All right, as for the Ryder Cup, let's mention this. Ryder Cup pairings are out. Thank you to Mark Higgins for taking a photo of this and sending it to me as they were announced uh, over there in Rome this morning, or this evening, this morning here. Uh, so Team Europe, here we go. Um, Team USA versus the match one tomorrow. You'll have to wake up at about 1 o'clock in the morning, I guess, one thirty, to watch this live. Scotty Scheffler, the lifetime Longhorn, will indeed be paired with Sam Burns. I asked Bob Ballou about this last hour. Sam and uh, and Scotty are good buddies. They're wiser friends and close. And uh, back to his days at Texas, and Sam Burns was at Florida State. So they're good buddies. And so they'll be playing together against John Rahm and Terrell Hatton. That'll be a great match early. Uh, Max Homa with Brian Harmon. We had uh, Bob Ballou said he thinks Max Homa is the linchpin, kind of the key guy. If he has a good week, he feels like the the, the USA will have a great week. Brian Harmon is his uh, is uh, matchmate there. Brian, of course, is the Open champion. Uh, won the Open championship in this past July. They'll be head to head with uh, Victor Hovland and Ludberg Aberg. And of course, Ludwig is a. Uh, I should say, of course, Bob Ballou. Let me know this. He went to Texas Tech. Ludwig. Uh, he's playing with Victor Hovland, who, if you know, at the end of the year, he is playing as well as any golfer. And he was like Tiger Woods-like on down the stretch at the FedEx Cup. Unbelievable finish. So he's been red hot. Also, in match uh, in day one, uh, early matches, you've got Ricky Fowler and Colin Morikawa. Speaking of shorter guys, they'll be head-to-head with Shane Lowry and Sepp Straka. Now, there'll be a height advantage there. I don't know if height matters, but Shane and Sepp are much taller than Ricky and Colin. Um, and then Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay, the Californians, together head-to-head against Rory and Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood was 5-0 and last time uh, they got after this, so that'll be good. How does a guy from Sweden get to Lubbock? It's got to be a culture shock, right? I've, I've been to Lubbock. I've never been to Sweden. It was a culture shock when I got there. Didn't last yeah. more than two months <laughs> coming from what, Austin. What so. was your initial impression of uh, beautiful Lubbockics? Uh, well, the first time I ever went was for orientation. Uh, drove in that night, right around when the um, there's a more ex- explicit turn for it, but the the poop winds. Yes, that that or Lubbock it is smells that for. way. If the winds so blowing in the that, wrong direction, and then uh, met up with the one person I knew, and he instantly was like, "All right, let's go to the liquor store." And <laughs> uh, we he was like, "Pick out a bottle," and that that's Lubbock right there. I think just drinking and going to house parties. Well, he was a good golfer too. At uh, yeah, and you said when you were faking being a UT student, living in West Campus, but going to Texas State, that you um. Sam you, said the, you said the golfers were, were heavy drinkers themselves. Some of yeah, them. Yeah, you said they had a they had a really cool house uh, off by Tom Green Street on North Campus, and I, I met a I met Sam Burns. I met a lot of cool uh, UT golfers there. Um, but yeah, they they like to go hard. <laughs> no, nope, nobody sure. goes like hockey players though. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, they, I think they want to be like hockey players in that sense. When the hockey but, players want to be golfers, because all the ones I've met, they all golf and they're very good. It, I mean, that swing, yeah. the, the slap shot. I'm sure that's a natural transition after playing hockey. But yeah, they they go hard. They're they're a little they're a little geeky, a little nerdy. With a lot of them I met, but they definitely like to party. Well, I was around a lot of baseball players. Same thing. I mean, it's, I just think it's college kids. <laughs> no matter your sport, you you know, raging testosterone and uh, well, even with a lot of like on the, your own for the first time. I'm sure a lot of the uh, football players and basketball players that you meet who uh, like in the public eye are like, oh, this big badass, like he's huge. Like I'm sure he's like a super macho guy. I've met a lot of like uh, Malik Jefferson. I met him and he was just like a very quiet, like yeah. nice guy. Obviously, like 
wasn't kids. wasn't very out there, you know. I guess every you just think of these athletes as uh, everyone's Baker Mayfield, and so not always the case. Not always the case. And Sam Burns, you kind of look like Sam Burns. A little, I little do. Little that, like that's we have. Um, I'll try to find a picture of my nine thousand pictures on my phone, but I, I do have <laughs> one uh, that we took, and we were a little inebriated at a pool party, and we, the, yeah, the resemblance is uncanny for sure. Uh, Higgs, did you, what was the best celebrity birthday party you got and you got to attend? Is there one that stands out? I mean, you that one was pretty detail? cool. I mean, that one was ben cool. Stiller. Was a lot of people there. Rich Eisen was there, and they had just launched the NFL Network, and it oh, was wow. like I think he had just left ESPN, and I think everybody was like, "You're crazy! Why would you leave ESPN?" And it's worked out for him. I think he had a good plan. Yeah, the NFL's a pretty big deal at this point. That was what twenty years ago now. Yeah, more yeah. than that. Oh, more more than that. Uh, All right. Uh, Guys, thoughts on Texas. It's coming up bottom of the hour. I'm going to revisit the uh, interview with – let you guys clear out of here, and I'm going to have Ari Temkin because he's very knowledgeable on the Kansas Jayhawks. I think our our audience will like it because he went to Kansas and uh, covers the Big 12 for Sirius XM. But uh, thoughts on Kansas. Worried? Concerned? I mean, 4-0, 4-0. I do will tell you, if you go to the stats, I mean, it's very even. I mean, uh, Kansas is, and they haven't played a murderer's row schedule, but they played Illinois at home. They played BYU, who had just beaten Arkansas. They played Nevada at Nevada. That's their one road game. But they're in the top 25, both offense and defense, nationally. So they're pretty balanced. And as we said, they're number one in the nation in third down conversion percentage. Over 60% of the time, they move the chains with that dynamic offense. You're, you guys are UT grads. Thoughts and concerns of the Jayhawks? I mean, I guarantee that, that that side-by-side comparison was probably on the film or on the overhead projector as the guys walked into uh, to, to meetings yesterday because if you look at those stats, it, it looks comparable. I mean, we've had you know a better, bigger signature win for sure this year, but I think the coaching staff and Sark are doing a good job of just like you can't overlook. I know Oklahoma's coming up, but you cannot overlook Kansas and – they bit us, you know, a couple years ago. So I'm sure these guys are motivated to not let that happen and to kind of keep keep it going and keep that defense just swarming. Nick, you concerned? Uh, I I was a little bit. I I was I was more concerned at how we come out at home. I think that's that's been like we we talked it's been about kind there. of a flat. And you said the crowd hasn't been great at the kickoffs. So yeah, it's far. just it's it's like a little. I don't know. There, there's something about it. It's it's not there. We're not as fired up as we should be, I think. And I think, well, maybe and that was because it was Wyoming and we just expected to come out and stomp them. And then they kind of punched us in the mouth a little bit and everybody got quiet. And so we, we needed the Griswold light show to get get everybody going. That, that was honestly what turned the tide of the audience was the the uh, the drone light show up there in the you know, in the crowd. People started to get excited. And then all of a sudden we poured 21 on them. But I think I think, look, it's it's big on us, too, that we need to we need to bring it as fans and like make that place. Make that place like when Al, when Will Anderson said that's the loudest place he's ever played. You you do that and you come out and uh, the team comes out to play like they did against Baylor and I mean this thing I think I think we'll be comfortable if that's the way it goes. But if we mess around with them, this is a team that could play. It's a, yeah. Like Sark said, it's a top twenty five matchup. This isn't a this isn't an easy game by by any means. Well, and and the only way I could see the Longhorns as players being overconfident is they played this team last year and won fifty nine to ten, yeah. right? And they ran for four hundred yards. So Sark has to make sure they're aware we're better this year, but they're a lot better. Yeah. Um. Because again, and look, it may come out and be easy for Texas. I mean, I do think Kansas is such an improved football team. I remember last year Jalen Daniels wasn't healthy for that game, so that was an advantage to Texas. And uh, um, you know, Texas had that a couple times. The K State quarterback, uh, Will Howard. Or you know they they started the wrong quarterback in K State Kansas Jalen Daniels wasn't healthy 
he's healthy this time. And he's can we hear that Sark cut that we've been uh, listening to this morning talking about Jalen Daniels trying to get your hands around this guy? One of the reasons they are so good on third down is this dual threat quarterback who can throw it, run it, and then they have two really good running backs in in Hinshaw and uh, and Devin Neal. And they stay ahead of the chains very well. And, and all of a sudden, you look up and it's third and three all the time. Kind of like old school option football. But it, it, it's option out of the spread. It's really creative what Lance Leipold does. It's it's option football. So it's assignment sound, gap sound on defense. But they're they're kind of going everywhere. And they're just trying to get a few yards here, a few yards there. Just like the old wishbone or just do it from a spread formation, old option. And then they then they spring a big play. Uh, but they, they end up in third and short a lot. Here is uh, Sark on uh, dealing with Jalen Daniels, maybe the best co- uh, quarterback in the Big 12? He's a real dual threat. You know, I, I think the natural thing is we think about the runs that he has for explosive plays, but he throws the ball all over the place. And they've, they've got great schemes and concepts. You know, they, they're running real pass concepts that stress your coverages. And then they have the run concepts with, with his legs as, as an added element to it. You know, the plus one runs with the quarterback run. So um, he taxes you both ways. Taxes you both ways, and that's again. If you watch, and I wish Rod were here, but you know Rod's got baby duty, and that's fine because Rod would be breaking this thing down. Only only Rod can. But you know he he is a a football theorist, loves to study Kansas because they are extremely creative. And when you, it really is the spread option. I mean, it's it's like spread you out and then run option football with speed. Uh, And it's not like you know the old wishbone days with Daryl Royal. That was about power, right? That's just overpowering you. You know, and this, you know, Novocaine is, is what they say, and remember the Titans. Eventually it's going to break open and work. This is a little different. They spread it out. Uh, they'll go tempo. And, and I think Sark does this, too, just indifferent, right? He, You know, Texas, when they go into attack mode, they can really go quick. And uh, I think that's when Quinn's at his most, most, uh, most uh, comfortable when he's running this offense. But uh, this team, you know, the, the over-unders in the 60s, upper 60s for a reason. I think Vegas thinks Texas is going to win by two touchdowns, but – um, some points on the board. This Texas defense will be pressed like they haven't yet so far. It's going to be warm, too. You know, Kansas not, not used to that. We've been in this all summer, so the guys are conditioned for it, so that could be effective. Yeah, and I would say that, uh, true, and we'll already say this coming up, but they did attack the transfer portal. You know, one of the reasons Texas rushed for 400 yards last year was the depth, and they had some banged-up guys, and Texas just attacked them uh, with the run game in Bijan, and they had no answer. They went into the portal. They got they, they rotate 10 guys on their D-line, and they're healthy right now, so they we will be fresher. But this does feel like a game that may be closer than Longhorn fans want it to be into the third quarter. And then especially if Kansas hits some plays early on their scripted plays. Like, you know, they've got stuff they've been working on. They've been saving for Texas, and they're going to throw it at Texas. If they, You know, Longhorns, we've seen some safeties get beat over the top. We've seen some corners with some deep shots. Longhorns have been as great as they've been on defense. They've given up some explosive plays. And so if Kansas hits a couple of those early, you know, you get into a bit of a dogfight. But I do think over time the depth, the talent of Texas will stretch it out. Will they get to the 16? 17? I don't know. I don't. I, I would be leery of that number at this point. Get a W. Get yeah. a W. Yeah, you get out of here. You know, 37, 21, 30, 41, 24. Great, right? You're 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 up and out of here. Right? 41, 28. Even I don't think they can score four touchdowns on Texas, but they are a very good offense. Uh, all right, guys. Well, I appreciate y'all coming in. I'm going to play this Ari Temkin interview. Then we'll get some what's popping. But I've kept Nick way too long already this week, and it's his birthday now. It's his mom's birthday. Higgs. Good to see you. What Same do you guys? Here. What do you guys have coming up that we can help with with uh, Clark Field or even the Texas One Fund? Anything that uh, we is are on the horizon going this evening? I think we've got about fourteen or fifteen football guys going out to Austin Pets Alive over there on Cesar Chavez. I'm gonna go check out. That's there. today, tonight, mm-hmm. tonight, five thirty. Austin tonight. Pets Alive East, uh, the one that's right by the lake, right by um, on Cesar Chavez, with oh, okay, the baseball well, fields and all that. Oh yeah, okay, right by the YMCA. Mm-hmm. Correct. 
All right. So Austin Pets Alive with some uh, and, and uh, you know, I'm assuming these dudes, these guys love pets and animals and that kind of stuff. Well, our our biggest pet interaction so far has been Malik Muhammad. We saw a, a little small was it a pony like a small quarter horse and his eyes popped out of his head. <laughs> he, he from made South a Dallas bee, man. He made a beeline to to the pony and like just sat. And we have some pictures of his of his face. Like it, he was just so excited. It was awesome. He, he He's never seen a, sh- a small pony. <laughs> I don't know. Or, hey, I, you'll I see some some South Oak Cliff. I mean, I, I'm not running around. You'll see some people riding horses around in South Dallas. <laughs> That's fair. I promise you. I've seen it with my own eyes. This says, like, as a lifetime fan and alumni, always disappointed in UT fans. People associated with know that uh, um, the fair weather, get there early uh, over the last 12 years, has turned more fair weather. You said you had an observation like that, Nick, that maybe it's a little bit more of the uh, the place to be seen and be than maybe cheer. Yeah, I th- well, I think it, it – I mean, look, that was Austin City Limits Fest, right? It was always, like, hardcore – music music people for the first few years and then it then now it is it's the thing to do in austin you're there right it's, like it's a scene and, and everybody's there and i think and i think ut's like ut has become that it's the event and that's a good thing and it's a great thing and people i i know texas fans look at it as like oh, all these people that don't understand and it's like well this is an opportunity for them to learn this is an opportunity for them to become fans and this is part of being a big city is is having these types of of things happen where it's a lot of people who aren't familiar with the cheers and i saw like the the uh the marketing department of texas has done a good job because at the start of the game they were trying to teach people some of like the cheers etc which is you know we've never done in the past but it's also because i think they're recognizing the fact that it's not all just homers like us. It's it's people who are like, hey, I want to, I want to be, yeah. I, I used to live in L.A. or something. I was a UCLA fan, but I want to be a Texas fan now. I so, hate that. well, but it's but it's part of being a growing city, and I think it's embracing it is is better than kind of you know fighting. You can't it. stop it, but at the same yeah. time, yes. I mean, what people are hearing is. These Californians are taking over our football games. Hey, well, they need to dial it up, too, as we get to the SEC, because they're going to see some crowds like they've never seen yeah. when they go on the road next year. I so. know that's right. It's and good if they're rooting for us, though. Hey, if they're there and rooting, that's 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 a good thing. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick Shuley, uh, Mark Higgins, Higgs, and the guys will be out at the Austin Pets Alive tonight. Uh, what time is that? 5.30. 5.30 to 7 o'clock. You want to meet some Longhorn football players and help out with the Clark Field crew. We'll come back when we do Ari Temkin, uh, graduate of, Cal- of uh, Kansas Deep dive insight on Kansas, Texas with the host of Sirius XM's College or Big 12 today. Coming back. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Busy Thursday, man. Looking forward to a great game tonight. I think this is going to be a really good game. And it's an important game in the NFL for Thursday night football. If you're looking at the standings or you hadn't been paying attention, the Vikings and Bears are both 0-3. And so the division, the NFC North, is really up for up for grabs. Of course, the Vikings won it last year. They'll play tonight with the Packers and Lions. Winner will be 3-1 and and will be in uh, first place in that division. Loser will drop to 3-2. and two, uh, um, What would that be, 2-2? Two two? Yeah, 2-2. Two two. They're both 2-1. and one. So uh, big game tonight. Uh, Lions-Packers, Packers at home. Uh, Lions... Actually, it's only a two-point line. We'll get a what's popping pick of the night for the top of the hour from Ty. It might be this. Or it could be some college football or some baseball with the uh, Astros off. Rangers can clinch a playoff berth with a win tonight in Seattle. We'll get you a preview of that. Uh, also, some other what's popping thoughts uh, on this Thursday. We also have the Ryder Cup ready to tee off. We told you that the uh, first groups and teams have been announced by the captains uh, over there in Rome. We'll reset those for you again in What's Poppin' if you missed it here just a minute ago. Uh, but obviously in these parts, the uh, 
Uh, the biggest dang thing going on is Texas-Kansas. If you're looking at the Texas football schedule, this might be the best home game of the year. Uh, so we'll play that, get that for you coming up. But uh, right now we need to talk to uh, – well, we'll, we'll get some, uh, some thoughts on the what's popping. But you know what else is coming up? It is the high school football weekend because it's uh, Thursday, and that means we talk Vandergriff High School football off to a 4-0 start coming off of their bye week. And they're going to have one heck of a game coming up. Uh, with the Maynard Mustangs coming up on Friday night. That game will be a district contest at home uh, for the Vandegrift Vipers. And we're going to talk to Coach Sanders here in a moment. It's brought to you by Brain Vault and the Brain Vault technology. Of course, Brain Vault, uh, Dr. Drew Sanders has gotten his team uh, fitted with that Brain Vault technology and that opportunity um, you know, to play hard but play safe. As we always tell you with the, uh, the Brain Vault, it's not a mouthpiece. It's an orthotic that can keep your, your youngsters healthy, and uh, especially in collision sports. They've taken that technology from roughly 100 NFL players uh, over the last eight years with no concussions reported now to your young athlete in a retail version. Go to BrainVault.com. He joins us now on the Vaqueros Hotline and coming off the bye week, Coach Drew Sanders. Coach, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Doing good, doing good. Just uh, plowing through. Rod Baber's not here. His uh, wife had a baby Tuesday night, so he's doing daddy duty. And oh, uh, we, yeah, his first child. You, I know you've got how yours are all getting big. I remember yours <laughs> when they were really little. How old are your kids now? Yeah, yeah. We we used to hang out in Plum Creek back in the day. Back in the day. Um, the, uh, they now are one. One is working for Dell. Oh, wow. So he's that old. Um, and then one is a, a year away from graduating college. He's going to be a coach. So. I'm excited about that. Uh, Caleb's his name. Matt is the one that's graduated. And then I've got uh, my last one, Sadie. She's a sophomore basketball trackster here at Vandergriff. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I remember when they were tight. We'd see see you guys at the swimming pool there at Plum Creek, and mine are all of similar age. We had (laughs) four years. Yeah, those old, good. We, 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 we've gone on to do good things that our kids have, too, and that's cool. Now, Rod's just beginning the journey because he's uh, he and his wife, that's their first child. So they're in for a lot of fun wow. here coming. So excited about that. Yeah, for her. Pretty cool. All right, uh, off the yeah, bye week, I Coach. Get, I need to get them to move to the Vandegriff attendance zone. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you. I guarantee their kiddo can play some football. Oh, is it a boy or a girl? It's a girl. It's a girl. A little girl. Oh, well, I guess I've got to wait then. Maybe cheerleader. Maybe cheerleader or volleyball player, all the great sports out there. And yep. You should mention, I mean, we mentioned that because it's a football program, but, man, the, the whole athletic department of Vandergriff is just uh, playing at a sky-high level. I know in Austin and Central Texas, Lake Travis and Westlake are kind of the, the standard, but, boy, Vandergriff is getting there really, really fast in every sport. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, were, we finished the best we've ever finished in the Lone Star Cup for the, for the listeners. It's the thing that basically adds up all the points from every single UL activity. And I think we finished five or six this year, 6A. You know, we won it back-to-back when we were 5A in 14 and 15. Um, and so we're just now climbing there as a 6A school. I mean, so many great schools out there. Um, but we've been really proud of a top-10 finish. Absolutely. That. That's just a well-rounded program. All right, Coach, off the bye week. You told us last week you wanted your guys to get off their feet and uh, watch some football and relax and because uh, this is a pretty, great, uh, pretty grinding uh, summer with the camp and how hot it was and then four straight games to start the year. Are you feeling good? They come back ready to go uh, for practice this week? Yeah, we, we actually had a great week of practice. Um, felt like we fixed some of the things that we wanted or at least worked on the things that we wanted to, to do, and, and, um, and then the kids came back excited and ready to get back for the uh, for the push as we as we go through the second half of the regular season and playoffs hopefully and all and all that stuff so great attitudes and and it was well needed well needed and uh, get some bumps and bruises uh, uh, shorn up and get your your legs fresh and a tough game uh, Maynard Mustangs off to a three one start we know they have great athletes out there at Maynard and uh, what's the what's the scouting report for your group getting after this group 
Well, you know, Mainer's offense is uh, probably what they um, are kind of riding on right now. Obviously, their defense is good, but their running back is is um, amazing. He's the first running back in the Austin area to reach 1,000 yards. So I think he's, um, man, he's averaging over 200 and what is that, 225 yards rushing a game. Um, and he's 6'2", 225. He's a transplant from defense and moved him over from linebacker. Uh, Petaway, I think, is his name. And, and so he's our biggest concern. Obviously, I have good quarterback, good receivers, you know, all those things. But how they win the game is if we can't stop him. And so um, that's he's kind of our focus. And then defensively, they're young, uh, but they're, they've got length um, and they, they uh, run around. So um, yeah, they, they didn't get three and one by accident. They're, they're definitely a quality team. Yeah, Titus Petaway, uh, 241 yards and four touchdowns in their last game. Uh, among the already to a thousand yards in in four games, that tells you he's putting up big numbers, and that's got to keep you up nice. You're a defensive guy, coach. I mean, that's uh, those are the kind of guys you you know you can't let them get going, uh, or else that offense gets going. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. And then of course, if that you know this too, if he gets going, that opens up everything pass game wise, because then you have to put so many people in the box, and then then you get one on ones on the outside, and they have um, a very good quarterback and, and fast receivers. Um, and so we really do have to to limit him and kind of get him because once he gets going in a full head of steam, goodness gracious, I don't think there's anybody on my defense that can tackle him. Talk about uh, what you your coaching staff you guys did during the bye week to improve. I mean, uh, looking at, at old film and uh, what were what were the the goals mm-hmm. for each position group and what were the goals for you for your coaching staff during the the extra time? Yeah, you know, offensively, we just had a couple of pass concepts that. Um, you know, we were just trying to perfect, you know, some of the, the routes where we are trying to communicate um, basically without communicating between the receiver and the quarterback, you know, when we sit down on a route, when we, when we go vertical on a route, and, and then the search routes, and, you know, all those little things that, that my offense does so well that makes a defense wrong no matter what coverage they play, you know. Um, and so that takes timing and that takes uh, work. And so I, I, uh, we were working on that and emphasizing that. It's one of the things that we were emphasizing on offense. And, you know, defensively, we just um, – we talked about this at the beginning of the year. Our, our um, secondary is still inexperienced, you know. Even though we played four games, you know, we've got to make sure our rotations are correct. Um, and then tackling has to get better. Um, and so that was a big emphasis on just being physical and getting off blocks, making sure we're lining up correctly, and then just t- taking a lot to break down the tackling – um, skill and, and getting back to, to, you know, basics, honestly, on that kind of stuff. It was great to have a little extra time to focus on things we felt like. And so you're, you're always worried about game plan. That's why that the bye week or improvement week is just so good. And I'm assuming there was some scouting. You get out to a game or your coaches get out to a game on Friday or your last weekend? No, you know, with our district all being out, it was I gave everybody off and, okay. and uh, definitely kept up. And then now you can watch games on, on YouTube um, a lot. So, Definitely, we're checking out everybody, and we had scouts there. But as far as our staff, I, I, I gave everybody off, a, you know, a Friday night, which was nice for everybody. All right, uh, and Vandergriff off, off to the four and zero start. Mainers three and one. One of the highlight games of the Friday football that'll kick off tomorrow night out at Vandergriff. Uh, the fast starts, coach. I've asked you about this a few times, but man, you you look at you guys as first quarters. I mean, it's been uh, we've been talking about the Longhorns uh, that they have a twenty one point quarter in every game this season. Uh, when you get off to a fast start like that, or you put 21 points on the board that quickly, uh, boy, that's hard to come back from for your opponent. I'm assuming you know getting off to a fast start has been a goal of you guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, how, how you do that is the preparation throughout the week, uh, number one. And then, then number two is making sure you take every single game and you, you prepare and you mentally are ready to go like it's a Super Bowl every single week. And, 
And so our guys have shown maturity and an ability to do that, like take each game as its own, um, as opposed to looking ahead. You know, one of the things that you'll hear me say to my team, if you guys hung around, is you'd hear me say a seven-step ladder over and over again. You know, we have seven steps to win a district title, and it's a ladder, much like if you were stepping onto a ladder, if you try to skip a rung, that's dangerous, you'll fall, um, all kinds of bad things will happen. And so for us, we're just on the, the second rung of this ladder, and we can't act like there's anything else after this. And I think they, this team has really taken that to heart. They're they're enjoying every single game. They're preparing for every single game. Um, and I think you can see the results. Hopefully we can do that, you know, this Friday again. Yeah, Maynard uh, in town. Home crowd. Be great to be back cooling off just a little bit. Still begging for some mm-hmm. uh, yeah. other cool temps. But uh, Coach Drew Sanders at Vandergriff, big game, part of the Friday night uh, lights that are coming up. Appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for doing it. And uh, best yeah. of luck this weekend against the Mustangs. Cool. Thanks, E. Thanks, man. Thanks, Drew Sanders. Coach uh, Drew, there you go. Man, they are and we've talked to him with him, and uh, pretty cool. Now I, I know Ty, the uh, the Westlake Lake Travis game was the center of attention last Friday, and they're not in their district anymore. So Vandergriff, you know, plays north, plays up into Williamson County more now. But uh, you know, Vandergriff is right there, I think, uh, with with Westlake and Lake Travis, and the the addition of Deuce Adams, the the quarterback, and his brother, of course, Mike Adams played wide receiver at Texas. If you'll remember back in the '90s, great receiver. Remember Lavelle Pinckney. Mike Adams, Mike came out of the Metroplex. Well, he is now the wide receivers coach at Vandergriff, and his son, Deuce, is the quarterback. And he's already, I think he's committed to Louisville, uh, D1 player. He is dynamic. Uh, they had a guy, Bo Buchanan, Ben Buchanan, Bo Buchanan last year, the quarterback at, who went to Baylor, played um, baseball. It's not. No, it was uh, last name's Buchanan, yeah. for sure. But, yeah, he's First a catcher, name. plays baseball. Yeah, Baylor. but he was – and I saw him play seven-on-seven seven out at uh, Lake Travis last summer, and, man, you just, you just could tell he, he's kind of got a linebacker's mentality. He played, and Drew has said he could play linebacker if he wanted to, their quarterback, and uh, now he's playing baseball at Baylor. Uh, but a really just a gamer, just a tough guy, gritty, uh, willed them to a state championship game last year. Not willed, but uh, talent, and, and, and but he was such a big part of that. But now when you see Vandergriff and you watch him on film, man, Deuce Adams is special. He's got great touch on the football. He's got a great arm. And you knew he grew up in a football family with his father, and he's got the right technique. But, man, he can make something out of nothing quick. Oh, play- it's clear that, that – Van- I think Vandergriff, with Deuce Adams and his brother, I forget his brother's name, but they, they probably have more talent at those the wide receiver and the quarterback position than Westlake or Lake Travis do. Yeah, and I think you know they've kind of caught up to Westlake and, and Lake Travis on the, on the lines of scrimmage. Remember last year they lost to Dripping Springs early, and this, week, this year they went down and beat Dripping 27 nothing. And I know Drippings without Austin Novosad now, but man, that's they're they were a state championship game player last year. This could be a team that uh, tries to and remember that first round matchup in the area around will be one of the either Lake Travis or Westlake, right? Uh, or will it be a couple rounds in? When, yeah, when they'll, when they'll, it depends on who goes D one, D two, and all that yeah. jazz. But there's a chance they play. Yeah. One other piece of breaking news, and it's out from the world of football. Adam Schefter. Well, this is he didn't break this news. This, they put out a press release. The announcement is official now. The USFL and the XFL have officially announced their intention to merge uh, as one league and create one league, uh, and they'll be called the United States Football League, I guess, because that's what the letterhead says. The USFL. I guess it's the XFL joining the USFL to make it one league. So uh, that is now official. We knew the rumors were coming, and now it's going to be. And um, and I, I, I guess, and I, I'll look between now and tomorrow's show on what the details on this on because you got the Rock. Right? Remember during COVID, the Rock and his group bought the XFL, and you know tried to bring it back up, and they they did okay last year the XFL, but they lost a ton of money, which is always going to be the case with a new football league. But uh, they started the league. 
and now they're merging. And I don't know if Rock will stay, you know, in place as, as some type of CEO along with who, the leaders of the USFL. That will all be determined. But that is now official, according to Adam Schefter. We'll come back. We'll get the what's poppin' picks, preview the night in football, the night in baseball, and everything you need to know as we send you along your way on a Thursday. It's hook 'em up with Ian Rodby. What's poppin'? Who you Brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that like stocking. Just joshing. I'm spending this holiday locked in. My body got What's poppin'? It's time for, uh, here in a minute, we'll get Ty's Sex Panther pick of the night. 60% of the time, it works all the time. And, uh... Ty, you had the winner last night. Did you get both both legs, both uh, parts I did. of your parlay? I got the winner. I got the winner. Yeah, you had Minnesota, and you had the uh, Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers were popping last night. Five nothing. How about Dane Dunning last night? Big time performance for them in a big spot. Of course, all these games now huge, and the Rangers are closing in on the brink now of a division title. Uh, division title. We liked the Rangers when the season began. We said, can they stay healthy and? Give them a lot of credit. They haven't actually stayed healthy. They've lost a lot of guys, including Jacob DeGrom early, Max Scherzer here late. Um, Corey Seager's been in and out of the lineup. Um, you know, Adolis Garcia had some time down, but they've just plowed through, and here they are. Uh, they win tonight. They beat Seattle in the in the first game of that four-game series. They will be the division current. Um, well, they need to win that game. They still Their magic number to clinch the division is two, so they still need an Astros loss if they win tonight. Um, you know they'd be in a half, be within a half game of uh, clinching that uh, tonight. So it's uh, and it's Jordan Montgomery on the mound tonight, the left-hander who's been pretty darn good since coming over from St. Louis. He's the guy that they got. You know Max Scherzer got all the headlines, but they also traded for Jordan Montgomery from the Cardinals. Uh, they're going to face Lucas Gilbert tonight, who is you know, the 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 the, uh, the Mariners can really pitch, and Gilbert's a really good one. He's thirteen and seven on the year, looking for his fourteenth win. Logan Gilbert, hard thrower, big dude. 6-6, uh, that's what you're dealing with tonight. But obviously these two seem very familiar with one another. Rangers just swept the Mariners this past weekend in Arlington, so they got to feel pretty good. Uh, Jordan Montgomery's gone 4-2 and two with a 2-9-2 in his last 10. Um, so been been pretty darn good uh, and a step closer to clinching that division. What's popping could be a, an opportunity. Now the Astros do not play tonight after picking up that huge 5-8-3 uh, uh, win last night over the uh, Mariners to take the rubber game of that series. What can you say about Mauricio Dubon? Speaking of popping, I mean, we've talked a lot about the Astros as a frustrating watch these days in a team because they're just they're not hitting, they're losing to bad teams. But boy, they they clutched up this week and um, beat a team twice that they hadn't beaten, but twice all year. They had been two and eight going to Seattle. They ended up winning both of these games. Uh, they lost the middle game, uh, but they they win the uh, the first and the third. And Mauricio Dubon last night there was. You know, Altuve hit a home run early in the inning, and then Mauricio Dubon with a big three-run jack, um, you know, really sent the Astros going, and they never they never trailed in the game. They won 8-3, and they get the victory there. There was a situation there where the benches cleared after Hector Neris struck out Julio Rodriguez. Julio, the young star, went 0-9 against Astros pitching in that series, 0-4 last night, so he was frustrated. And Hector Neris, when he struck him out in a big spot uh, late in the game, you know, pumped his chest and, and, you know, was really animated, and uh, Julio didn't like it very much. Uh, the you know, benches kind of cleared, you know, cooler heads prevailed. But that's the last meeting between those two this year, unless they meet in the playoffs, which is becoming more and more unlikely, uh, more and more unlikely. Um, so, yeah, it says, uh, said he was on the Rangers. Yeah, right. Yeah, you picked the Rangers and the Twins last night. That was yeah. your parlay, right? Your What's Poppin' Sex Panther pick? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm two days in a row. Two in a row now. You're on a streak. What are we feeling tonight? What's the Sex Panthers uh, vibe? Uh, I'll give you another little parlay tonight. Um, I'll take the Detroit Lions 
minus one and a half. Okay. In Green Bay. And then I'll take under 55 and a half in the Temple-Tulsa game tonight, starting at 6.30. Temple Owls, that's Stan Drayton taking on the Tulsa Hurricane, or is it Golden, Golden Hurricane? Golden Hurricane. I don't know what that is. What is a Golden Hurricane? The first thing that came to my mind when you just said it was Golden Showers. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what the Golden is. You knew, you knew what you were setting me up I for I know there. what a Hurricane is. I know what a Hurricane is. I don't know what a Golden Hurricane is. Um, not sure. Just whenever they show up to an away game, they they all their fans show up, and it's a golden hurricane of Tulsa fans. <laughs> of golden shower. They, they could use a different I know what you're doing. Uh, by the <laughs> way, to your pick, this is going to be uh, you're breaking a trend here. The Detroit Lions, who are 2-1 and one on the year, have won just four of their last 32 visits to Lambeau Field. Just four of their last 32 trips into Lambeau. They've, that's all they've won. Not, not good. How many? Four in the last 32. It's a new Detroit Lions team. Well, that's 30 years. I mean, this is a divisional game, so they play at Lambeau every year. Dan Campbell's a different kind of coach. Biting kneecaps. And David Montgomery's good to go tonight, and same with Taylor Lewan, their left tackle. Well, and I'll be honest, I haven't watched the Packers. I've watched the Lions because I have Jameer Gibbs on my fantasy team, and they had that that primetime game that they stole from the Chiefs on Thursday night to start the season. But the Packers, Packers are a weird team. They they blitz the Bears week one because everybody blitzes the Bears because the Bears are terrible. They also... Then it's kind of a tale of two games now. They they were in Atlanta and up big and were controlling the Falcons, and then they let the game get away and ended up losing 25-24. Uh, Falcons came all the way back and beat them in Atlanta. This past week, they were at home trailing the New Orleans Saints 17 to nothing into the fourth quarter and rallied to win that game 18-17. to And that was the game in which Derek Carr, the quarterback of the Saints, got hurt. Jameis Winston had to come in, and the uh, Packers came all the way back. So Jordan Love had, got himself a comeback. Also, they they gave up a game. So the Packers kind of, I think, have to feel like they should be three and zero. Lions, after beating the Chiefs, turned around and got beat by the by the Seahawks in a good game at home. Then they turned around and got the win last week. So uh, here we go. Uh, Lions then beat Atlanta. By the way, these two teams have a like opponent. Lions beat Atlanta. Packers lost to Atlanta already this season. I just don't think the Packers are going to be able to keep up with the Lions' offense and the pace of the game in which they're going to play at. Well, they're going to pound the rock. We know they're going to do that. Um, but I just Jordan Love, he's looked okay. He's looked better than I thought, but the consistency still isn't there. They're not. And Detroit, you know, you think Detroit this year and last year it's about the offense, but their defense was the difference last year. They only allowed 25 total points and two wins over Green Bay, and um, that was Aaron Rodgers. Right, not Jordan Love. So I feel like they they feel like they have a good scheme here. But what we're learning about Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers is they're still really talented on defense. Their defensive line is really good. Uh, their first round draft pick this year, the kid out of Iowa, Lucas Van Ness, is playing really good along that line and giving them a pass rush to go with the guys they already had. And um, Jair uh, Alexander, he was out last week. I wonder. I, I probably should know this if he is playing. Have you well, have you heard anything? I'm about not. I've not seen the injury report this morning, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Jared Goff. DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Swift, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. By the way, somebody said, can we trade DeAndre Swift to the Chiefs just for marketing? <laughs> so we can buy some jer- Swift jerseys in Kansas City. So on the Packers injury report tonight, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, and Jair Alexander are all questionable. Questionable. Those are huge. Aaron Jones with uh, uh, A.J. Dillon, that gives them that running game that they like so much. And then uh, the best receiver is on that list, too. Uh, and the best corner. Is and on I, I don't think Christian Watson, he played last week, but he – 
I don't. I think he was on a snap or a pitch count. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs he, he had some big plays last year. week. Romeo Dobbs made big plays for the Packers. All right, that's a big game tonight. We'll be watching that. Also watching the baseball, see if the Rangers can get inch even closer to a playoff spot. Actually, a win tonight clinches the playoffs. Uh, they need uh, a magic number of two to clinch the division, as we mentioned. So that's happening. Also, what's popping? How about earlier? We had Bob Ballou previewing the Ryder Cup uh, where the announcements are out and who, who's facing who in these first matches. Um, he said, I'm taking Europe. I'm taking Europe, Bob Come Ballou. Come on, so Bob Ballou. Out on that limb. And Bob Ballou is a golf expert. He also you can't get a, you can't pick against America like that. So willy nilly, America. Well, as he pointed out, USA hasn't won a Ryder Cup on European soil since I was in college, 1993. It's been that long. It's, it, it's do they every three years they do the two right? every two two okay every so other year. Uh, they 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 play the President's Cup in the non Ryder Cup years. That's the U.S. against everybody, not Europe. Essentially, Australia. So what? Like South 15, Africa. 17 trips to Europe. They have they haven't won. They haven't won. And as he said, this this course in Rome, it's beautiful to look at. It's like a Michelangelo, but they the the home team gets to set up the course to their advantage, right? And the U.S. is a lot of long knockers, a lot of uh, you know big hitters, and so it's a shorter course, narrow, thick, rough, and uh, it's really a shot maker's course. And putting will be a premium, which uh, the Europeans trying to give themselves an advantage because the be- you know better team is USA without a doubt as far as talent, top you know top twenty players. And all of that. So that'll by the time we get here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., we'll have some matches in the books. This thing's going to be played overnight. We'll get you details, so tune in. We're going to get up early. Make sure you locked it into us at 6 with myself, Monty Williams, coming in tomorrow. Monty Williams will be hanging out. It'll be great. Also, we're going to talk to our friend Bill Shoning in the first hour tomorrow. Bill Shoning is not only talking NBA and Spurs and the Dame Lillard trade, he'll also be talking uh, his show at Saxon Pub on Sunday. Good stuff tomorrow. Join us 6 a.m. on uh, Hook 'em Up with Ian Rod B. Jim Rome is next.